Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Citizens of Lorcana podcast a podcast where we invite you to be a part of their world. We're your host, Jared and James, and today we are talking about the aftermath of War Madness. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to another week. Last pod we talked about pre-sales, pre-orders, and allocation. This week we are talking to the creators and host of War Madness. All right, so for those who weren't aware, Lore Madness was a take on March Madness from the NCAA basketball, where 16 Lorcana cards went head-to-head in a bracket-style competition until only one card remained. It was a long month of voting, but probably even longer for our guest. But finally, one card remained, um, and that card was revealed last week. And tonight, as our guest, we have the two masterminds of Lore Madness here to talk about how it all went down. Please welcome Stephanie of Lorcana Illumineers and James Reimer. Hey, guys. Hello, hello. Hey, thanks for having us on. Oh, it's a pleasure. Yeah. So uh, can you guys uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you came to be Lorcana content creators? Um, Let's start with Stephanie, and then we'll get into some news, and then we'll talk about Lore Madness. (laughs) Great. Yeah, I mean, I think when I heard about Lorcana, I was super excited and uh being i guess a woman i've talked about this before in a few other uh with a few other folks but being a woman in the tcg space um uh and just having the past experience of like kind of being pushed out for lack of a better term of those spaces i really wanted to take another dip into a new tcg game with disney Lorcana, and i've definitely experienced uh, a great warming welcome for uh many different people of many different backgrounds so I decided to then jump back into content creation, and um, I'm super excited to yeah continue that journey. Well, and we're so glad that you did, because I cannot imagine your voice not being in the Lorcana community. Like, just super grateful that you're here. Well, thank what you. About... I, I appreciate it. <laughs> what about you, James Reimer? 
Yeah. So uh, for those who don't know, I'm a product designer outside of Florcana. So that means that I basically try to understand people's needs or problems they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. And I uh, try to create software, websites, solutions to solve those problems. And so for Florcana, I've always sort of grown up always being into just like the mechanics of making a game. Uh, that's always been a part of like what I learned how to do in terms of my profession. And uh, I grew up playing Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Magic. But every time I played those games, I was always joining them years into it and so for Lorcana it felt like a really amazing chance to sort of join at day one and sort of mash together my love for for Disney and my love for trading card games all in one place uh and to to do it before it's like 10 years into the the process and so yeah I jumped in and I got to meet a lot of these amazing content creators and um ultimately the Lumiteers were the ones that convinced me or pushed me to sort of get more involved in creating things uh even if I didn't go as far as to make content or videos myself that's awesome. The Illumiteers are, they're, they're both just wonderful people. And Agreed. we're so grateful. Like, I know Lord Madness was your first uh, foray into content creation, but we definitely look forward to hearing more from you. So, uh, but before we start talking about what exactly went down with Lord Madness, because it was a, it was like a big deal in the community. We want to talk about some news that broke today, actually by our good friend, James Riley, my podcast co-host here, um, talking about Gamma. Um, uh, James, what did you find? Well, in my usual daily look through the Gamma information on their website and their Twitter and whatnot, I saw that they had a new FAQ section. And I'm like, oh, that's some decent information here and there. And then I went over to the schedule page and I'm like, oh, wait, here's a brand new thing. It's the, the program book. And so basically, I just went through that thing page by page to see if there was any news. And lo and behold, 87 pages in, there's an ad for Lorcana uh, because Ravensburger is going to have a booth there. And uh, we're like, all right, cool. We knew that. But there was some new information, and it was in the final bit of text in the on the brochure. And it was, join us at game night on Monday and Tuesday for a short demo. And it was like, oh new stuff and it's like awesome so basically what we are inferring from that is we are going to get gameplay either right before or during uh gamma uh which is april 24th through 28th i think it is that week monday through friday and on what they do at gamma is on on the nights after the convention essentially closes for the exhibits and panels and such from like nine to midnight they run game nights where all of the different exhibitors can actually preview a bunch of their new games. There's like 40 tables in this ballroom and you can just basically go from table to table and demo all the stuff. Uh, And it's basically, it's an industry show. It's for retailers and distributors and the game manufacturers to basically bring out their stuff, show it to all the retailers and basically convince them to buy it. Uh, Obviously uh, doing this podcast, you know, we don't have to be convinced to buy Lorcana. But we definitely want to learn more about it. So uh, this was some really cool. What? Um, so what did you guys think of the news? And what other things do you think maybe we can pull from this information? Yeah, I mean, I am super excited uh, that you found that. Um, I then quickly uh, made a little video <laughs> uh, for, for my channel. And I, I, I am interested to see how many more cards they're going to reveal for that, whether that's in the demo itself, kind of hidden away. I know, I think, uh, are both of you going or at least yes both, both of, of you okay great so you'll <laughs> give us all pictures and, and videos um or if they're gonna just bomb drop the rest of the deck um which 
honestly, I kind of don't wish that they would give us all the cards. I kind of like the surprise element going into August, but I am excited to see more cards in the demo because I don't think they can do a full demo with just this, the, what, 20-ish that have been released. So we will be seeing more cards, I believe. I don't know how many. Um, and then hopefully they're releasing the whole rule set. I don't want to drip the rules. Uh, I just, I don't think that would be a great uh, game plan, but hey, that's, I'm not Ravensburger. So <laughs> um, I do hope they reveal the whole rule set, the whole rule book uh, in a couple of weeks. That would be uh, ideal. Indeed. What do you think, James? I'll be honest. I am sort of on the train, uh, a little bit opposite of the train of sort of having that be the reveal. Now, obviously, as as creators, you want to have that information sooner. You want to be able to create content around it before the event. But there's something interesting about releasing it during that event and creating hype. And I think every time Larkana has revealed information, they're sort of snowballing and growing the fan base of the game. And sort of if this is the place where they reveal how to play it, I think there's an opportunity to actually grab more people sort of overlapping in other communities into Lakana that don't currently know about it at the moment. So uh, I'm into it. When it comes to the actual demo, I'm curious how they'll do it. If it'll be sort of like a, we're going to do a two out of three, like full on game and see who wins that. Are they going to do sort of a, hey, let's just demo a few turns and then say, okay, we're done. That's enough of a preview. Uh, there's been a lot of examples of this in Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, whatever the case. So I'm curious to see if the games were fast, it'll probably just be one day, one game and then maybe two or three. Or if it's a really long game, uh, then uh, they might just show a couple turns and then call it a day. We'll see. I'm excited either way. Well, it did say that they were a short demo. So I don't <laughs> imagine that you'll be doing best of three. But I <laughs> hope that there's enough that we can at least glean how to play the game. If they don't release the rule set, I mean, hopefully we can at least infer the rules from the gameplay. But like, we'll what see. is challenge? Yep. Yeah. What is challenge? <laughs> We'll finally be able to put that one to rest. Yep. So what what we think is, is because over the last four weeks, they've done one tweet a week, one reveal a week of a card or a, an image of each ink color with like an attribute of the ink. Right. Uh, an ink theme, essentially. They haven't done two of those inks yet as of this week. They're, they haven't mm -hmm. done one this week yet. So we think they're going to do another one this week. And then another one, the final one next week, which would leave an entire week between ink reveals and gamma for them to possibly release the rules if that's what they're going to do. Uh, so that's a lot. That's one of the main theories going around is that's when rules is going to drop is either the week before gamma or like James mentioned, the week of like just drop it all at once and show people how to play and just have this big, massive splash. Um, so, I mean, honestly, I, I don't. I'm not really too concerned either way if they really release the rules either at Gamma or before. I'm just really excited to be there and to be able to talk to people that have mm -hmm. designed the game or played the game or created the game or whatever it may be. I mean, at that game night, I'm basically going to get in line because I'm sure there's going to be a line. And then and as soon as get they get back in line, as soon as the, as soon as that that little three minute demo or whatever happens, I'm like, all right, we're right back in line, so I can do it again. Because I mean. I think I think what they're going to do is they're going to have um, one deck, maybe if they do reveal things, they'll have one deck, but they won't show us all the cards from the deck. And they'll basically bring out just enough cards to where they can show us how to play. Just yeah. like maybe like you said, the, the, the cards revealed now aren't enough to show us how to play because we don't right. have enough of any one color. Yep. So maybe we're going to get five or 10 more cards of two different colors, and then it'll be just those two colors in yep. each deck and you play against each other. And then they don't have to reveal a whole lot. They reveal more, but not a lot. So 
I think that's what we're going to get. And so the other things that are going to happen at Gamma is Robinsberger has two panels uh, called Premier Presentations on Tuesday, nice. Wednesday, but they don't have any information in the book about what those are. Uh, the book gotcha. actually has lots of des descriptions of other exhibitors' panels, but not Robinsberger's mm. that I can find. Secret, secret. So it could just be, you know, whatever the next villainous game is for one of them. We don't know. Um, there's going to be a media first look room on Monday afternoon, uh, where it's supposed to be like just products are out for display. So we're going to check that out on Monday and see what that is. Uh, we may get like, you know, just the, the booth displays like they had at Nuremberg and just, you know, the, the product is out to look at. Okay. Uh, and then the exhibit floor opens on Tuesday. Uh, and so we're for like four hours a day. So basically our whole time is like, let's go to the Ravensburger booth and see what's happening. And, and then, uh, but I'm also interested because there's all so much stuff happening at Gamma. I'm, I can't wait to see all the other things. Um, like all the main like industry game people are going to be there. So it's going to be, it's going to be a great time, but man, Lorcan and Lorcan is going to be there. And I mean, we're going to get to play it. Well, someone's well, going to play it. Gonna play it. <laughs> I'm going to play it. I'm in case I'm missing details. Are we assuming that? I mean, they've been so close to the chest with information so far. I'm curious if they would literally just stack the decks in terms of what they want I to reveal. I feel like they are. I feel like they'd likely do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's sort of like there'll be a reveal or two in there, but it's going to be about like, hey, we stack the deck to play out an entire game or whatever amount of turns, and that's it. That's all you're yep. going to see. I think so it's going to be super tight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like maybe they even like hand you like your hand and put some cards <laughs> on the board in advance and be like, okay, so this is what's going to happen on a turn. Take your turn. Okay, you're done. <laughs> Bye. Don't draw. Don't draw. Yeah, no draw. <laughs> this is just what happens. This just so you can get an idea of the flavor. You've been banished. Uh, yeah. That is interesting, though. I didn't even consider that we wouldn't be able to actually sit down for the demo because I always consider demo where of a game where you actually get to play it, like at conventions mm -hmm. and stuff. That's no, all I, I think we'll seen. be able to get to play it. I think it, yeah, because I've definitely seen demos where it's like it's just on like a screen and they have one camera on one and like maybe two of the game designers and get to touch the cards and that's it. And then, mm -hmm. like you just said, James, where you get to actually touch things, and I don't think they're gonna let you touch things. <laughs> to be completely honest, but I could be wrong. I just I think, like, yeah. Why, why have a table set up? Why have three hours for two nights to just show a video like on repeat? I, I mean, don't know. I, I I agree with it, you. I just it might not know. be a video, but it would be two people sitting live. at the table yeah, yeah, playing yeah. the game live. Right. I don't know if you've seen this, but if you look up like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh does this a lot, where they like have Yugi's voice actor and Kaiba's voice actor come up on stage and play a fake game and like the decks are stacked because it's all right. scripted it's kind of that sort of demo is what i'd expect but we'll see right. yeah we'll it's see. not like if a not... pre yeah it's not like a pre-scripted video it's like a live <laughs> one while they're playing so i don't know Fair we'll enough. see don't, we'll see i do not like your idea <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> don't like that at all <laughs> i would <laughs> so rather you have like you play it like i would love for you to hold the deck and give us a video or whatever um i yeah. just and I, and please prove me wrong, Ravensburger. Please, I, I agree. Please prove us wrong. I'm just basing it off of the fact that they have been so secretive thus far. And, uh, now, yeah, I would expect them to be like that. I have I have now moderated my my expectations accordingly, and now I'm only half as excited. Or they're gonna like each card is gonna be like in like a, a huge case with like a tracker, so you can't take any of the cards out, so you can't even shuffle. Oh man. 
We'll find out soon. Yep. Everything is very now soon. Now it's very soon. It changed. Yes. We added very. It's amazing. Status <laughs> updated. Oh man. All right. So that was the big news. Uh we're so excited that we're going to get gameplay demos like for public consumption now, uh in essentially in three weeks. So oh, that's great. Um anyway, uh well, let's go back to the reason why you guys are here, and that is because of lore madness. And so one of the first things that we should find out is whose idea was this and how did you guys end up as a team? James, do you want to take that first? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll try to give some context here. So um, I mentioned the Illumiteers and that's sort of the gateway here. So I'll start there. They, um, I was always sort of an early supporter of their videos. I was there sort of the first comment on most videos and they were only getting 10, 15, 20 views. And so we kind of built a relationship early on and, uh, I was talking to them about how I wanted to create content or give back to this community without necessarily becoming a full-on YouTuber. I didn't think that that was in the cards for me. Like I wanted to help out but not go full in. And uh, basically, they kind of encouraged me to use my product design background to sort of create experiences around Lorcana and not just create videos. And so I was already starting to like formulate how is I going to make you know apps or websites or things around Lorcana itself. And they invited me on a uh, video, which Jared and Stephanie were on, to talk about playmats. And it, it's kind of hilarious. So that's really where the conversation was born between Stephanie and I. Because at the end of that video, basically after the, the, the recording stopped, I talked about how I was planning to sort of work on this lore madness, or at least what it was called March Madness Arcana concept. Uh, I already put a video out on Twitter, basically, like of me demoing the, the hover effects of the two cards. Like if you hover over Stitch and, and Elsa. And um, Stephanie was immediately like, I want to be involved in this somehow. Please, please, like, let's let's do this. And I didn't really have an idea of who I was going to partner with. I just knew I was going to have to part with someone to actually make the videos and the content. And Stephanie followed up soon after and was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing something March Madness related. Were you still planning on doing yours? And I was like, yes, I'm just really delayed. I've been distracted by other things. And it really was born there. Like It was like literally within a couple of days, um, we built the website. We came up with a plan, started writing scripts. Uh, Stephanie created like the intro animatic that just is amazing. And that was just in like two days. Uh, and I built the website in one night, basically pulled an all-nighter and just started to build like the beta version of what this needed to be to feel like it was like, oh, Street Fighter, this versus that, hover on the screen, pick your person. Uh, and it was basically all formulated in a couple of days. And that was, that was the magic of it all, working with Stephanie, for sure. I'll, I'll add one more thing that it was literally only possible to do this without like really messing with things. Uh, there were only about 14 cards at the time that were fully revealed. And we were sort of just like, uh, we're going to have to just like grab two of the fake cards that don't have details like uh, like Simba or or Aladdin, uh, the, the red one, the the ruby one. Uh, and then literally right before we were like working on the video, they released three cards in one day. <laughs> it was magic. And it basically oh, made it work to where we had over 16 cards to play with. It was yeah. meant to be. <laughs> yep. It was perfect. Yeah. I think uh, it was just great because I was like, oh, that I was like, James, that amazing, that idea that you're, you know, this lore madness thing. I was like, that's amazing. Like, that sounds super perfect. And I was like, what do you think of this video? And he was like, that's amazing and so it just kind of was like born like james said we did it super quick and we're like all right let's just start and see what happens and i think i mean we have we need to do like kind of a retro 
planning for next year, but I think our goal is to do it annually. And uh, next year, you know, there's going to be 500 plus cards maybe from the first at least two and a half chapters, maybe, maybe three. We'll see what, what the date lands at. Um, so, yeah, I think we're really excited to continue and just see where the community grows next year and in, in all this voting excitement. So, yeah. So that's a question that I had. I mean, and maybe I'm more curious to see how it ends up next year, but I was curious, you talked about this, I think, in your first video, but how did you create the initial seedings? Uh, I know some people were upset, for example, that Olaf went up against Elsa. Yes, including my James sitting right here. So uh, cover how you uh, created those seedings. And, and like, as you said, Stephanie, next year, there might be over 500 cards how do you anticipate creating seedings for that? Like, I'd be curious. Maybe you don't know, but I'm just curious to know if you have any thoughts about that. Yeah, I can take the first half and then Stephanie, I'd love for you to take the second yeah. half of that. Um, so yeah, like we said, we were working super fast. So we had to sort of like really lean into, we, we were talking early about how we wanted to feel sort of like the NCAA. You know, people are covering the sports on TV. People are seeding the schools based on their rankings throughout the throughout the season so far. The thing is, we didn't have the advantage of sort of having, oh, these people played out through the year and they're already ranked by default. We had to sort of find another metric to rank them. And so uh, basically what I tried to do was look at the social media reaction to these cards and people's excitement about the abilities of the cards, like the actual cards themselves uh, mechanically, but then sort of factor in the character's popularity because that's really important. So that's why you saw things like Mickey Mouse shooting to the top because it both had a lot of excitement for the card, but Mickey Mouse is Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and um Cards like Olaf and the Wardrobe are vanilla cards that, while the characters are, are interesting, uh, people didn't really care for the cards very much because they don't do anything. And so a lot of the seeding happened that way, where it was like mechanically the cards and the excitement and the buzz around it on, on social media, as well as the characters itself. And so you sort of had this natural one through 16 seeding. And what comes with that, unfortunately, is some heartbreaking matchups like Olaf and Elsa. <laughs> Sorry, James. Um, there really wasn't a lot of intentional matching. Like at first I was like, should we like, cheat this to where some really cool things match up but it was like no let's just naturally see how it plays out when it's ranked this way and yeah Elsa and Olaf in, in round one was brutal <laughs> for sure now because you're a programmer and a developer I just has to have to ask did you create like an algorithm where you put in all this data or was there a subjective factor to it as well Oh, no, super subjective. Since it was so fast, it wasn't like okay. I, I wrote anything to, to do it. It was sort of like looking at social media posts, gauging the hype factor, thinking about the characters and how people rank these characters in, in terms of, you know, fame and, and, and uh, popularity, and just sort of combine the two until I had sort of a ranking that made sense. And I think the conversations around those seeds, at least the first round, actually all of them, but were, were amazing, right? Because it was like, yeah. oh, the frozen snowman against the, you know, ice queen. And, you know, like there was a, a ton of other ones, too, that were really, really great that had some amazing conversations just based on who was who they were up against. So it worked out really well. And then for, you know, 2024, we have a lot of ideas and none of them are solidified yet but you know we've definitely been thinking of like do we like crowdsource and be like all right everyone send in your top favorite cards for our for each ink or um your top favorite item potentially location land uh maybe lyric a uh, character card you know and then we have a, a database of like all of these we could stack rank them and then maybe we have like a pre-panel in february and those judges vote on the rankings or you know we just have we have a ton of ideas um that we we can play with but 
again, nothing solidified yet, but we are excited to kind of continue brainstorming um, how we pick out of potentially 500 plus cards. Um, we do know that we probably only want, like for the shift characters, probably only want one of each, right? Because we don't want uh, a stitch up against a stitch. As fun as that would be, uh, we want to give like all the characters and all the cards playing time. So we do have some rules that will kind of help guide in that way. It makes me think going back to the NCAA tournament, they have what's called Selection Sunday. Exactly. You guys could even have like a panel yep. of judges where you select the seeds and you reveal. I don't know. Yep. That, yeah. That's yeah. That's kind cool. of our 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 soft plan. So we just gotta <laughs> find all the details. But I yeah, like we're it. very very excited uh, for next year. So man, already planning stuff for a year from now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the exciting thing, right? It's like we basically plan the first one in a matter of days. So imagine with a year, like how much we could do. It's so exciting. We're we're so excited to do the next one for sure. Which leads me to how good the production quality on everything will be because the website was awesome and the, the production quality on Stephanie's videos was awesome. And I mean, like you said, it, you know, she showed you the test thing she did and, and you're like, amazing, let's do this. Um, so for those videos, not only did they look good, but you got them out really quick uh, right after filming. Cause I know you guys filmed like in an evening and then like the next day that video was out. So can you tell us about the process of getting those things out? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we usually, most of the time we would film like uh, 9 p.m. EST, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. And our, my goal, at least in like the third, uh, second or third week was to get it out at like 4.30 my time, which is like 7.30 East Coast time so that people like on their way to work, uh, it was already out on the East Coast. Um, and so that means I had like right after recording, after the video was like, you know, processing, it was like you start editing right away. <laughs> I would eat some food really fast, maybe put my son to bed and then I would just hit it. The first the first two weeks, I would say, were the longest because I was like, man, how do I set this up? It was kind of like the first foray into getting into this. But after that, I kind of set up some templates Uh I feel like the video quality got better as the weeks went on. And so I think next year I'll be able to easily, not easily, but it'll be hopefully shorter because I'll have a little more templates. But I think the hardest part is honestly like editing 40 minutes down to maybe 20 um, and just like rewatching things over and over just to make sure uh, we have like the, the best parts of each video. So um, yeah, I mean, the first couple of weeks were very long nights and uh, very early mornings, but I think in the end it was so worth it. And I actually, I loved it. Like I, I am, I am glad it is over. Um, but I will say like, I, I enjoy editing, like rewatching it right away is like, oh, I forgot they said that and that was amazing. And like, whoa, that's going in the highlight. And so take notes to make sure the highlight video on Sunday was already almost ready. And I love it. I, I love video editing. I love motion graphics. I, like James, am actually a product designer also um, and uh, kind of tell stories through motion design. So I love, love doing it. And uh, yeah, I think as I make myself, make it a little easier for myself next year, it'll be uh, even better. So. Well, and that's one of the things I was going to say, because I edit our podcast and I basically just edit out the blank spots and the spots where I stumble over my words. Um, but Same. you, <laughs> you would take, I mean, I was part of one of your panels and I think it went 60 minutes and the final product was 30. 
I cannot imagine having to make that call about what gets cut and what stays in. So, but I mean, the product that you produced was so uh, finely tuned that it was, it was fantastic. They were fun to watch. And I loved sharing them on Twitter because they were just good videos. Thank you so much. That means a lot. I know from both James and I, because I mean, people like you make, made the videos amazing. Like we were just kind of hosting and like you all made the tournament and the brackets like come alive with, with our, your discussions. And so, yeah, we really appreciate your, your support in that way for sure. So with that being said, I'm curious to know what type of response were you hoping for from the community? Because I'm sure you didn't go into this just being like, eh, let's just do it and see what happens. And part two of this question was, were you surprised by the way the community actually responded? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think Stephanie and I might have had different goals in a way, but maybe maybe there's an alignment there. Uh, for me, like I said, I... I love content creation but i knew that i was really focused on my career and in, in design and so i knew that this wasn't something i was going to pursue full time in terms of making youtube videos that's why i wanted to partner with a youtube creator so for me it was really just about giving to this community in a way so i wasn't just taking from it and sitting in it like i wanted to give to it so i could be a bigger part of it uh, and so that's sort of my motivation was like putting something into this community that allows people to sort of engage and discuss and really build around this game uh, and i think it exposed people who weren't even maybe even into Lorcana or TCGs to the game. And I think that was a huge uh, goal going into it was people are into these uh, March Madness brackets. They're into talking about Disney characters, but do they know about TCGs? This was kind of, kind of the bridge between between this and that. And um, reception-wise, I think the thing I was most impressed by was the creators willing to jump in and and just join these episodes and like Stephen did an amazing job going out and inviting all the different creators and people who were just willing to jump in and, and really bring each episode to life i think i mentioned in a tweet before that every episode felt different because yeah. of the hosts yep and it, that was the, that was the magic of it all sort of the first episode was just the illumiteers so it was very refined and witty and there was jokes and, and puns and then like Knive and everyone was in the second episode, it was just complete chaos. It was like hilarious <laughs> and ridiculous. And it's just like, that's what was awesome about it was the magic of creators willing to jump in and help us and enjoy these episodes and sort of making it their own each time. How about you, Stephanie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think my goal going in was to just build relationships in the community. And I think the quickest way was like, hey, who wants to be on this crazy idea that, you know, James had and then join our video. And um, luckily the Illumiteers uh, at least were aware of it. So they were our first guests. And I think I think that helped. But I think being able to meet over the last four weeks, I've met some amazing people. And now when I go to Gen Con, I feel like we're all friends, <laughs> like both of you included. And so I think that's awesome. And I think my goal of just meeting more people in the community, kind of building that those relationships uh, is definitely uh, met, at least in level one, uh, you know, level two, continuing the rest of, you know, as far as Lurkana goes. So, um, yeah, I, I just was really wanted to meet more people. And I think this idea of Lord Madness uh, was a really hyper fast way to do to do that so uh yeah well it was definitely something that caught the community by storm i mean people were talking about it from the day you released your first video all the way until the end yeah i think i think that was a key thing because i mean obviously while we're waiting for cards and rules and whatnot you know the the cycle can get a little uh just a little rough sometimes where there's nothing that 
you know, is interesting or new coming out, except for like a card a week. So this gave us something to talk about, like endlessly discuss and and like have little little fake fights about and, mm-hmm. you know, who's better and who's not. And I think I think it was just really good to just really get the community engaged in something while we're waiting for more information. And it yeah. was fun. So that was really cool. Um, so going getting into the nuts and bolts of it, uh, did you find that like um, voting increased each week? Um, did you think that maybe that was um, more unique individuals finding out about it? Or was it people like Jared trying to game the system? Guilty. <laughs> I, I think it was a combination of the, of the two. Um, I think while some people game the system, the way it's set up is that it is unique IP addresses. So unless you were literally driving around and going to multiple places, which maybe some people did, uh, I think it was a combination of both people getting more and more inf- informed about this and people sharing it more and more through their networks. Like even like my mother-in-law was like super into this <laughs> That's awesome. and she doesn't know a thing about card games. She's into Disney somewhat, but like she was just like, when's the next episode coming out? And like uh-huh. she was into it and she was sharing it. Like it's things like that that I think helped it gradually increase. It basically started with about 100 votes a week to then ending at 200. So it was really cool to see it gradually go up each week. Some of that being Twitter fights, some of that being people sharing it at their uh, with their coworkers, and some of that being people driving to every Starbucks or library in their neighborhood or in their, in their city. So um, I think the biggest thing I'll, I'll mention is um, Steve sort of got into the, the start. Steve Warner <laughs> sort of getting into the, the bracket near the end of it and they shared it with the uh, Lorcana team for the last episode. And so like that also probably increased the, the votes a little bit near the end. Yeah. The team voting on their own car on their favorite. Car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have a question about this. Does each device have its own IP address or is it like, <laughs> if I voted on my MacBook and I voted on my phone, was that two votes? No, it's it's more based on your. If the easiest way to describe it is your internet connection, so like okay, your your. Then I didn't Wi-Fi. really game the system. <laughs> okay, so you didn't do it. So I did. I went did. to like a bunch of libraries. <laughs> what, what you have to do is you have to vote on your MacBook, but then take your phone off of Wi-Fi. There you go. So you're on and data. Do the network. Yep. And do the network. That's a different IP yep. address. So there's See, how you do it. Next year. Jared, Next year, Jared, you can game I the will system. be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this was totally an MVP version of this. It's like, I think when we came down to deciding we were doing this, like full steam ahead, we had to basically decide what can we do in a day because yeah. we needed to be done. So like this was the... MVP version of what we can do. I would assume with a year ahead into the next one, I would want to build a full functioning, you know, website that doesn't just let people tap on vote 7,000 times. Like, <laughs> I, I, I want to build it around either having guest accounts or being able to create an account. Uh, yeah, I think we'd want to be a little bit more strategic about now allowing people to completely game the system, even though it's not involved. Well, we look forward to it. So <laughs> in retrospect, you guys have had a week, you know, since it's been over. What was your biggest surprise in all of this? And it can be anything from how certain votes turned out to the community response to potential subscriber growth on either of your platforms to anything else. What was the biggest surprise for you? Stephanie, you want to go first? Yeah, I, I think it was uh, a few things. A, uh, Mickey uh, was not in final. Uh, I was surprised about that. Uh, B, 
uh, that so many people wanted to be a part of it. Um, I think, like, for example, Hobbies and Happiness, they have, like, thousands of subscribers on YouTube. And I was like, oh, I'll just reach out and see if they want to. But they seem like a very big content. I, I don't know if they'll be interested. And they were like, oh, my God, yeah. And I was like, I feel, like, so honored that, you know, like, this huge content creator team, you know, wants to join us. So, um, yeah, I was just like, wow, people are, like, wanting to come on. And, and I even have people, like in discord they were like oh can i join next year and i was like yep you're already on the list like they're lacrana twins and the whole glimmer gang they want to and we'll have you, both of you back so um i i'm like wow that's that's amazing and uh so I, yeah i think those are the, the two main things well i found myself even asking in the discord who are the guests this week <laughs> yeah, yeah i i just so wanted cool. to know which personalities were on uh yeah like i think that was a big part of the draw for these videos and just a side note, I didn't get a ton of uh, subscriber growth from this. Like, I just did it for fun and to build a relationship. I think I got maybe got like 10 specifically out of it, which is fine and great. But like, my goal going in was definitely not like, please subscribe to my channel. Because sure. um, I feel like if that's your only goal, you kind of miss some of the like core relationship stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's a nice buy factor, but definitely was not like my priority um, going in so what about you james surprises huh <laughs> so uh i think somebody mentioned the first one uh which was that mickey not making it to the finals i i am infamous for saying that i wanted mickey to not make it to the finals because i felt like it'd be uh too on the nose and luckily right before the end he was he was eliminated by hades um no we but... had a beef about that <laughs> i was very disappointed in you mickey doesn't have Here's... a story <laughs> Here's the thing. I love Mickey Mouse. Like, love him to death. I am a Disney, a Walt Disney stan. But I think, I think we were conflating the two together. Walt Disney story and Mickey Mouse. I could be, I could be wrong, but that's where my stance was in the tournament. Um, I, I'll say other surprises besides that, though, is um, one, seeing people sort of slowly get onto it and how much people in the community supported it, including Steve Warner and the Lorcana team, like messaging us and sort of asking us about the tournament and getting interested in it, sharing the link with their team. And then I, uh, we didn't share this actually. Uh, please don't use this as a reason to reach out to Steve, but Steve almost joined the last episode. <laughs> that would so, have been so awesome. It would have almost been. <laughs> joined. He, he was like, he was like, I'm very interested. And we were just talking back and forth. And then he, he ran it through the marketing team and, you know, they're very close to the chest. And they were like, it's too soon for you to be on these podcasts. And that's ultimately how we landed on him not joining. But we had an awesome finale, nevertheless. And so I, I'm very happy with the way it, it turned out. Um, my second surprise will be, I think, I think people believe that it's rigged, but it totally isn't. The fact that Stitch won by 62% of the votes. Like Disney, what on earth? As Knife that, that said, was, Disney listen. magic. I did a double take, triple take, quadruple take when I did the math. And it was about 125 to 75 votes. And the math was literally 62.58 something percent round up 62.6. Like it was, it was like, this is amazing. So perfect. <laughs> it was meant and, to be. And the hilarious no thing way. Was, was, was while recording it was the, it, me included, the slow reveal oh, yeah. of everybody realizing <laughs> it over a few seconds. And everybody's like, what it took a minute that's for sure <laughs> you have to rewind that moment where people start because they didn't happen immediately like i announced it as if it was like oh my god 62.6 no one got it at that moment <laughs> you know what the first thought then, that 
Yeah, well, the first thought that sure. came into my head when you did that, I'm like, why is he giving us like a 0.6% when all the other ones were whole numbers? <laughs> like, that's the first thing I thought of. Yes. <laughs> Number nerd, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, I definitely only did it because of that weird occurrence, that weird phenomenon of it being 626. Otherwise, I would not have done that. But uh, it was just funny how like, I had to repeat it again, maybe a minute into it and <laughs> explain it. And then like slowly you saw Knife go, oh, it's, 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 it's. Yeah. and then everybody else was like, oh my God. And then it would the, be uh, Knives. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then and then the Ignac, uh, Dell and, and Vera were just like, I don't know, I don't what, know. That means. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> oh, what is it? I think it was the overwhelming, like first off, Stitch one. What? Yeah. And then yeah. and then we had to get into the details. So yeah. And technically, <laughs> one in a landslide. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean I mean not a landslide like Elsa beating Olaf, but I mean it was sixty two, that's pretty solid. In, 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 I mean, a, in, a, in a voting, in voting, sixty-two percent of the landslide. If you really want to use it's a math. D. <laughs> like teams, come on, sixty-two to thirty-eight in a voting system. That is a landslide. <laughs> That's a D. <laughs> My wife is a teacher, so maybe I just think in math grade, or sorry, in a grading system. Maybe that's why I don't see it. I you have I to grade it on a curve. On a curve, on a curve. I saw anything over eighty-five was like landslide. They pummeled them. Anything less than that, it was like, okay, they won, but it was like by a margin. So, but I get it. I totally get it. So sitting here at the end, you told us what your biggest surprises are. Is there anything you want to say or add to put a nice little bow on the experience that was Lore Madness this year? I'll let Stephanie go last because I think you should have the last word on this. But okay. uh, <laughs> for for me, I will wrap this up by saying I think this was a great case study of just like the magic of people getting together on the internet and creating. Uh, I think that was the most amazing thing about this. The fact that Stephanie, I didn't realize we're both product designers until we started working together. And the fact that that kind of connected us and then sort of the different overlapping skills of being able to build websites and apps and being able to edit videos amazingly uh, and sort of combining all of those skills and just like an amazing powerhouse of production that basically made things in two nights. You know, the night before producing, writing scripts, the next night editing with Stephanie. Uh, I think it's just the magic of the internet and people being able to get together and create amazing things. That's where I'll leave it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say like, uh, just a big thank you to everyone in the Lorcana community, because uh, without those people and those creators joining us in the video and people voting, it, there is no Lord Madness. So the fact that like this amazing storytelling and Lorcana can bring us all together and join and like we can uh, grow together and build relationships is is amazing. So I would say that the bow tie is like, again, I already said this, but just meeting people and excited to meet more people next year, you know? Um, so I think for me, it was just like really awesome building those relationships and getting to know people and um, just growing in that way. Yeah. All right. So uh, there was actually some news uh, this week. Not a whole lot. We got, well, there was the discussion on the discord and such of, are we going to get an April fool's joke? Uh, what's going to happen? Like, are they going to give us like some fake rules or something? And what we got was a tweet from them at almost midnight on April 1st. And it was a reveal of the Cheshire cat um, and said, what's pink and purple and seems to have wandered off. Uh, it's a emerald 
three cost with a swirl, a flourish, uh, zero attack, three defense. Uh, it's Cheshire Cat, not all there. Storyborn, that's all it is. It's just Storyborn, no other attributes. And the ability is lose something. When this character is challenged and banished, banish the challenging character. So what do you guys think of that card? Well, first of all, I'll, I'll mention uh, before getting into the actual card itself, I, I think it's really interesting how the community sort of asks for certain things. And somehow, I don't know if it's planned or coincidence. Everyone's like, we need a dog, Goofy came. Everyone's like, now we need a cat. And then Cheshire Cat came. I'm like, is this planned or is this really reacting to the community? I don't know. Um, I thought it was really clever to sort of use the, hey, Cheshire Cat is missing as an April Fool's joke. And I go too far into scaring us about what April Fool's might come from or Lokana team because they could really have messed with us if they wanted to. So I thought it was a clever, just enough to be funny, but not enough to mess with us and break our hearts. Um, when it comes to the card, I think it's really exciting because we're starting to see more and more layers. We saw a lot of evasive. We saw some ward. But now we're starting to see effects or abilities that really can have an effect on the game. And so being able to like have this lower cost card uh, that doesn't have any attack uh, be able to sort of take out bigger cards uh, is, is a really exciting uh, move or strategic play in the game. And so, like, uh, while my wife and I split our colors or, 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 or yeah, our colors in half, she's taking uh, Emerald, and so I won't be playing Chess Arcade at first. Um, I'm excited about the card. I think it's pretty uh, pretty cool. How about you, Stephanie? Yeah, I love this card. Um, I'm actually finishing my video, so... If uh, people watch that, they'll kind of hear a ditto. But the the emerald uh, ink kind of uh, background on the art is very like flourishy and windy and certain kind of uh, flowy. And I don't know if they specifically chose the Cheshire Cat to be in this ink, but the way he animates on with like a very swirl type with his lines um same in alice in wonderland and then you have this swirly tree that is also in alice in wonderland again i don't know if they planned that to be like okay he's gonna be an emerald because the art is you know these swirls but that to me was like oh that was that is beautiful how they planned that out and how he animated on and um yeah so like that kind of stood out to me first um but also yeah the zero uh is cool to see uh because um like even though he has zero cat attack uh you may not want to take this cat out because he's gonna you know he's gonna take you out with you so i love that i right now i am a fan of emerald uh definitely gonna build an emerald steel deck uh first just to kind of play my hand on that so i'm super excited that they keep dropping us more emerald cards for sure and when i first saw this card saw the zero strength and the defense i'm like what is the point i mean the ability is pretty cool but this is actually a really strong defensive card mm -hmm. i would think absolutely um because if you get to choose your defender and they come at you with a big body like maleficent or mickey yep. mouse exactly they're they're gone mm -hmm. so it's actually a really cool card and it further goes to exemplify their um their ink characteristic where they said emerald glimmers are known for their you know being resourceful yes this yeah. is definitely an example of that and i will say this too listening to you talk stephanie about the lines and the curves on the cheshire cat i don't know if this is your natural thought process but all i can think of is the illumiteers and i'm sitting here thinking they've made us all appreciate the art on these cards even more absolutely or maybe that's just me 
yeah no i mean yeah no their videos are are absolutely amazing and how they break uh break down the art pieces and all of that for sure so the the other thing you guys all mentioned everything about this card that's awesome what i about the post though i think was really cool was how they left the cheshire cat off the video for mm -hmm. they usually reveal things they like he was gone for a few seconds you're like so you're watching it when it get first gets posted you're like is this the april fool's joke is that there's nothing on the card right yeah and that so that was a really well played good april fool's joke because it's not actually a joke it's just a little bit of one for a few seconds so much better than some of the other things that uh you know other people could have done so i appreciate yep. that both for its brevity and for its length <laughs> yes well played yes I don't think we could have handled anything harder than that. <laughs> <As a community. laughs> it's like, here's the rules. <laughs> like, we couldn't have handled anything harder. And I think that wraps it up for the news. Is that right, James? That was it. I mean, yeah, uh, we're probably going to get uh, another ink reveal in between recording and posting. But, you know, that's the way it's been. So we'll see. So with that, let's jump into Disney Jeopardy. And we asked Stephanie and James to be participants of Jeopardy. So you can use each other's brain power here. Uh, James, my James and I, we're going to ask you three questions each, and uh, you can both help each other or take turns, whatever you want. All right, so I'm going to start with an easy 100. This is where Aladdin lives. Is it Agrabah? Is that what it, it's Agrabah, right? It has to be in the form I, of a question, though. Oh, sorry. What is, what, what is Agrabah? <laughs> that is close enough. Agrabah. Oh, yes. That, that's like his, uh, that's his Atlanta accent there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. All right. I'll, I'll ask a question. This will be for 200. This is the name of the city in Big Hero 6. Oh, what is San Francisco? Okay. Or... Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to give you more time, Stephanie. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. I mean, same answer. <laughs> I, Big Hero 6 is one of my faves. So I love yeah. Big Hero 6. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So this one, I'm not sure if it's a 300 or another 100 or a 500 because you never know. But this is Goofy's profession in a Goofy movie. Ooh, I actually don't think I know this. Dude, okay. I... I love Goofy Movie and I'm blanking. I... I'm going to throw this up. What is a car salesman? What oh, is a photographer? Oh, photographer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a photographer. And the thing is, is that he's, he's only doing that for like the first, you know, five minutes of the movie and then the rest ah. of it's all vacation. So you never really see it. So. Ah, interesting. I need to watch that again. Powerline. Yeah, we just, we just yeah. watched it again a few weeks nice, ago, so nice. fresh in my memory. All right, here we go for 400. <laughs> this is the foot of the slipper that fell off Cinderella's foot when she ran away from the ball. This is like an 1,000-point question. Oh, wait, we have to name the slipper? No, no, we, no. no. Did it but fall if it's off. the left foot or the right foot. Oh! oh. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. Oh, that's, I mean... I think it's... The right. What is the right foot? But James, if you want to combat that. Hey, if we both answer left and right, then we can't be wrong. <laughs> what is left? <laughs> well, 
I, I like your approach. Uh, James is correct. It is the oh, left click. Okay. I have no clue. No clue. <laughs> I have no idea if I watched a pirated version of it growing up, so I'll never know. <laughs> I was trying to remember what foot he put it back on in that scene, mm. but I clearly picked the wrong one. Yeah. Because you were watching it from this side. Because maybe that's it. All right, so this is another difficult one, possibly. This is the year that a 101 Dalmatians was released. Ooh. We are not going to lob up some softballs for people. I, that, that's a hard one. I, I don't know the year, but I think it's the 50s or 60s. I want to say 60s. Um, I, I, my brain is telling me 1963. What is 1963? So close. It is 61. <laughs> Nice. Oh, Solid. that was my second option. Oh. We at least got the decade there. Yeah, we That's got good. the decade. Yes. All right, then there's one more. This is going to be the killer, right? The daily double. <laughs> okay. Have you guys seen Bambi lately? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Probably 20 years ago. <laughs> good luck. This is the word that Thumper teaches Bambi. Oh, oh I know this one. Give him a hint, James. What is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? <laughs> no. Is uh, it like something you do with like friendship or it's, flowers? Or... It's got something to do with social media. Flutter by? What is flutter by? What is mm-hmm. flutter okay. on? Flutter on? The, the social media that a lot of us use, including Jared, is very meany on social Twitter. media. Twitter. Twitter. It's... What's the logo of Twitter? Bird. There you go. Ding, ding, That's ding, the ding. word? Twitter bird? bird? Oh. <laughs> oh, bird. I need to <laughs> watch this movie, or at least that scene. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry, good, those guys. Those are good questions. Those are good questions. I want to go ahead and let you know that I only, that the first two were easier just because I love Kingdom Hearts so much that I remember all the uh, worlds. <laughs> there you so, go. So, Yeah. <laughs> So now you know, next time you come on, you basically have to watch the entirety of the Walt Disney Animation Studios history and dig up all the trivia just to be able to answer three or four <laughs> trivia at the end of the know. podcast. Yeah. We got to dig far back. Yes. Bambi, 101 Dalmatians. But this is pretty cool. This is awesome. Well, like we it. really appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, if people want to find you on your social media, where can they find you? We'll start with Stephanie and then go to James. Yeah, so I am Lorcana Illumineers on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter's a little shorter because the handle names. Uh, but yeah, just look for that purple wizard hat. Uh, mine's a little simpler. I uh, I worked at Facebook for three years, so I completely stay off of Facebook, Instagram, and everything right now. I'm kind of like, you know, once you've made the sandwich, you don't want to eat the sandwich anymore. So uh, I just have Twitter uh, at James Reimer, and you can go to my website, jamesreimer.com. That's it. And for those who don't know, Reimer is spelled R-H-Y-M-E-R, right? Yes. Rhyme okay. with an R at the end. Yes. There you go. Um, and if you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to this podcast, follow us on YouTube. Do all those things, and you can follow me on Twitter at Citizens of Lorcana. And James, where can they find you? Uh, I am everywhere at Dan Regal, and you can check out geekshotphoto.com for all the photography and social media links for my wife and I. Uh, thank you all for joining us. 
Thank you so much for having us. It was an honor. Ditto. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.